Blog Talk Radio. I want to share a message with you. Ninataka kushiriki ujumbe nanyi. A very important message. I want to share this message here. Now. Sasa. At this time in the church. There is a lot that has happened. That has caused many people to fear for the church. To look at the church as though there is no hope. I'm reading to begin with from Jeremiah chapter 10. I'm reading Jeremiah chapter 10 verses 22 21 and he says my tent is destroyed all its ropes are snapped my sons are gone from me and are no more and he says no one is left now to pitch my tent or to set up my shelter. The shepherds are senseless and do not inquire of the Lord. So they do not prosper and all their flock is scattered. The Lord is saying here in this conversation the nation of Israel had degenerated. She had degenerated into apostasy. And so Jehovah the God of Israel sent them this message that their hearts may be horrified that they may be disturbed in pain and begin to seek him anew he's saying that Israel had degenerated into apostasy. And you can see the longing of the heart of the Lord. That Israel may come back. But if you look at the condition of the church today. You see like we have gone a full circle again. So while this was speaking about Israel. You now see that it was actually foretelling of the church that at one point the church too would be in this condition. And that is why when you look at the church globally you see that she is wanting you see that her practice does not measure up. But today, in this message here, I want to focus on the prophecy of the rider of the black horse. The vision of August 19th 2008 
mwaka wa 2008 the prophecy i gave on the 23rd saturday unabii niliyotoa tarehe 23 siku ya jumamosi and 24th sunday na tarehe 24 jumapili of august ya mwezi wa agosti the year 2008 mwaka wa 2008 the global economic crisis utata wa kiuchumi wa kote duniani that was immediately fulfilled ambao ulitimilizwa punde tu and that you see ravaging the nations of the earth na mnaona ukiangamiza na kuteteza mataifa ya dunia why am i revisiting that prophecy tonight ni kwa nini ninaurejelea unabii huo usiku wa leo because i strongly believe ni kwa sababu ninaamini sana that that is one of the prophecies the lord sent me to give globally ya kwamba hiyo ndio moja ya unabii ambao bwana alinituma nitoe kote kote duniani running with it all over the world nikikimbia nao kote kote ulimwenguni in south korea kule korea kusini australia, australia everywhere kote kote the prophecy that has shaken nearly the entire globe unabii ambao umetikisa takriban dunia nzima but most importantly number 2 lakini la muhimu sana la pili is because ni kwa sababu within the fulfillment of that prophecy katika utimilizo wa unabii huo a very big revelation has come forth ufunuo mkubwa sana umejitokeza a revelation ufunuo that has actually identified the pride of Christ ambao hakika umemtambua biharusi wa Kristo that has actually ambao hakika set her apart defined her separateness umeelezea kutengwa kwake that you may know ili upate kujua that the bible already talks about the bride ya kwamba biblia tayari ilimzungumzia biharusi and in the process of talking about the bride na katika hali ya kumzungumzia biharusi the bible gives a clear definition of who she is biblia inamuelezea uwaziwazi yeye ni nani haleluya haleluya and that when you will know that na kwamba mtakapojua hiyo you will now be able to take stock sasa mtaweza kupiga hesabu to do a spiritual inventory mtaweza kujichunguza kiroho to be able to measure use it as a yardstick to measure you mtaweza kujipima mkitumia kipimio kujipima do i measure up to the bride of christ je kipimo changu kinatimia kile cha biharusi wa kristo does the church in my nation measure up to the bride of christ je kanisa katika taifa langu linatimia kile kipimo is the congregation i pastor measuring up to the bride of christ je kusanyiko ninaloliongoza linafikia kile kimo cha biharusi wa kristo so i will walk with you step by step sasa nitatembea nanyi hatua kwa hatua and you will realize that in the process of discussing this prophecy na mtatambua kwamba katika ile hali ya kujadili unabii huu as i move into defining the bride ninapoendelea sana katika kumwelezea biharusi the lord will be highlighting apostasy bwana atakuwa anazungumzia mwanguko wa imani tahadhari 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 can we read now sasa tusome now sasa i am reading from the book of mark ninasoma kitabu cha marko chapter 15 sura ya 15 verses 37 and 38 mwisali 37 na 38 turn with me to mark geuka pamoja nami kitabu ni cha marko chapter 15 sura ya 15 37 38 this is what the bible says hivi ndivyo biblia inavyosema With a loud cry, kisha Yesu akatoa sauti kuu, Jesus breathed his last. Yesu akakata roho. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Pazia la hekalu likachanika vipande viwili kuanzia juu hadi chini. He says, anasema, with a loud cry, kwa sauti kubwa, Jesus breathed out breathed his last. Yesu akapumua, akapumua sauti yake ya mwisho. And he says, na anasema that when the Lord did that, ya kwamba wakati Bwana alifanya hivyo, the curtain 
raptured the curtain that separated the rest of the tabernacle the temple and the holy of holies again listen to this now he made the last breathe out last breath he breathed out his life and when he breathed out his life the curtain wrapped up <laughs> it makes me wonder because therein lies the power of Calvary this is all that he went to do at Calvary. Let me explain to you this. He went unto the cross to die, kufa, to be crucified. But the consequence, the consequence, yake, the product, matokeo, the product was this. That eventually, as he gives up his life, that the curtain may rapture, that he may admit the church into the Holy of Holies. That is where I want to begin today. And that is why when you look at the church globally then you see a of confusion because they don't seem to well perceive this gravity here I gave an example and I will give it today again if you come to Kenya, Kenya Kenya the people that live there are Kenya you go to Sweden Ukienda Sweden you know these must be Swedish. Unajua kwamba walazima wawe ni wa Swedish. America, Marekani, America, wa Marekani. And so, na hivyo basi, the church should have understood kanisa lazima liwe lilielewa that upon the cross this is the changing of identity this is where hapa ndipo the Lord was changing the identity of the church from from the rapturing of this curtain that no longer shall you be no people no longer shall death continue to strangle you no longer shall sin continue to claim you but he says he gave up his life. He breathed it out. And lost it. And in the process of losing that life, the curtain wrapped up so that you may be admitted. Because before then, you had to be a Levite. You had to be of the Levitical family. Be able to enter there with the blood of an animal to offer the sacrifice. There were regulations and rules. And those rules they required you be a Levite that you can be able to enter there and the Gentiles were out but when he came and he came to redeem men from sin aware of the state of sin and the consequence of exclusion he gave up his life that the curtain may rapture so the church may be admitted now listen to this when they are in Sweden they say Swedish Kenya Kenya and now if he admitted the church 
into the holy of holies katika patakatifu pawa takatifu then what ought the church to be basi kanisa lapaswa kuwa nini holy people watu watakatifu the church kanisa was admitted into that lugar that li, location li that ingi, position liliingizwa katika hiyo nafasi katika hiyo fursa change of identity kubadilishwa kwa kitambulisho if that is known as holy of holies ikiwa hiyo inajulikana patakatifu pawa takatifu then the church for sure basi kanisa kwa hakika when the lord brought forth the church from the cross wakati ambapo bwana alitoa kanisa katika msalaba the church was ordained kanisa lilikuwa to be holy liwe takatifu that's why i said na ndio sababu nikasema as i begin this journey on the prophecy of the global economic crisis ninapoanza safari hii ya kutoa kwa unabii wa shida na utata wa kiuchumi kote kulimwenguni prophecy of the rider of the black horse unabii wa mpanda farasi mweusi you will be able to see the highlight on a poster utaweza kuona kule kunukuu kwa mwanguko wa imani you know the condition of the church in europe unajua hali ya kanisa europa the condition of the church in the us hali ya kanisa marekani the condition in africa hali also hali ya kanisa ya afrika pia asia name it asia itaje But listen to these precious people. Having read that, ukishasoma hiyo, I want to read a second scripture. That will enlighten you. Ambayo itawatia nuru. On the gravity ya uzito. Of the salvation ya wokovu. That came about. Ambao litoka by the rapturing of this curtain. Katika kuchanika kwa pazia hii. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me now. Geuka pamoja nami sasa. To the book of John katika kitabu cha Yohana John chapter 1 verse 29 Yohana sura yake ya kwanza mstari wa 29 John 1:29 Yohana 1:29 And he says Na anasema The next day John saw Jesus coming Siku iliyofuata Yohana alimwona Yesu akimjia Again the next day John saw Jesus coming siku iliyofuata Yohana alimwona Yesu akimjia toward him and said akimwelekea akasema look the lamb of god tazama mwana kondoo wa Mungu who takes away the sin of the world achukuaye dhambi ya ulimwengu listen precious people sikiliza watu wa dhamani In the book of Exodus katika kitabu cha kutoka Exodus chapter 12 kutoka sura ya 12 The Lord the God of heaven Bwana Mungu wa mbinguni He makes a definition there Anapeana maelezo hapo He defines a very important thing there Anaelezea kitu nyeti sana huko He defines the laws of sacrifice anaelezea sheria za dhabihu he says anasema that there are some laws ya that kwa, must govern sacrifice ya kwamba kuna baadhi ya sheria ambazo zinaongoza kutoa dhabihu but if one is going to sacrifice ya kwamba ikiwa mtu anaenda kutoa dhabihu if you are going to sacrifice ikiwa unaenda kutoa dhabihu before the lord mbele za bwana there are some laws that you must comply to kuna baadhi ya sheria ambazo lazima uambatane And he says it in Exodus chapter 12. Na anasema katika kitabu cha kutoka 12. I'm reading verse 5. Ninasoma mstari wa 5. Step by step precious people. Hatua kwa hatua watu wa dhamani. I am discussing the law governing sacrifice. Ninazungumzia kuhusu sheria inayotawala kutoa dhabihu. That eventually ambaye hatimaye you will understand the gravity of the salvation Of the rapturing of this curtain utaelewa ule uzito wa wokovu unaotokana na kupasuka kwa ipasia Exodus chapter 12 kutoka sura ya 12 I am reading now ninasoma sasa verse 5 says mstari wa 5 anasema the animals you choose wanyama mtakao wachagua must be year old males lazima wawe wa kiume wa umri wa mwaka mmoja without defect wasiokuwa na dosari step by step i'm building for you this hatua kwa hatua ninawachengea hii listen to this now sikiza hii sasa in john chapter 1 verse 
katika Yohana sura ya kwanza mstari wa kumi he says anasema behold the lamb of god tazama mwana kondoo wa mungu that takes away the sin of the world achukuae dhambi za ulimwengu and yet when we go to exodus na ili hali tunapoenda katika kitabu cha kutoka we see from where that was derived tunaona kutoka mahali hiyo ilipotolewa there was a law already put in place kulikuwa na sheria ambayo tayari ilikuwa imewekwa governing sacrifice ikiongoza dhabihu and what does the law say that if you want to sacrifice before the lord ya kwamba ikiwa unataka kutoa dhabihu mbele za bwana what does that law say hiyo sheria yasemaje that law says hiyo sheria inasema that the animals you choose ya kwamba mnyama mtakaomchagua must be without defect lazima asiwe na dosari nobody heard me hakuna mtu aliyenisikia But listen to this. Lakini sikiza hii. He says there is a law. Anasema kuna hiyo sheria that governs sacrifice. Ambayo inaongoza kutoa dhabihu. And he says that law. Na anasema hiyo sheria it is an exacting law, exacting. Ni sheria ya kufuata. It is an exacting law, exact. Ni sheria ile ile ya kufuata. And it cannot be broken. Na iwezi kufunjwa. And that law says na hiyo sheria inasema if you are going to sacrifice ikiwa unaenda kutoa dhabihu before Jehovah mbele ya Jehovah then that animal basi huyo mnyama that lamb huyo mwana must be without defect lazima awe hana dosari without deformity asiwe na mawaa without any ailment asiwe na mawaa yoyote without blemish asiwe na lawama What I'm saying is this. Kile nasema ni hiki. To understand the gravity of that law. Kuelewa uzito wa hiyo sheria. I want to go to emphasize the exacting nature, the gravity, the perfectness of this law and the adherence to it. Nataka kusisitiza uzito kule kwa uhalisi wa hii sheria na uzito wake. And how the Lord demand that we adhere to that law na jinsi ambavyo bwana anatamani kwamba tuweze kutii hiyo sheria in other words kwa maneno mengine i am taking you a little bit here to understand the gravity of this law to the lord the law of sacrifice ninawachukua mweze kuelewa uzito wa hii sheria sheria ya dhabihu the book of malaki chapter 1 kitabu ni cha malaki sura ya kwanza the book of malaki kitabu ni cha malaki that you may understand the gravity of this law of sacrifice ya kwamba mkaweze kuelewa uzito wa sheria ya dhabihu then i will be able now to move with you alafu sasa nitaweza kusonga pamoja nanyi into examining the prophecy of the black horseman katika kuchunguza unabii wa mpanda farasi mweusi and to dig out the identity of the bride of christ alafu kuingia ndani katika kitambulisho cha bi harusi wa kristo and you will see him highlighting apostasy na mtaona akinukuu mwanguko wa imani but you will also see him exactly define who the bride is lakini basi mtamuona akielezea bi harusi ni nani malaki chapter 1 Malaki sura yake ya kwanza I'm reading from verse 6 to verse 10 Nasoma mstari wa 6 hadi wa 10 And he says Na anasema A son honors his father Mwana umheshimu baba yake And a servant his master Naye mtumishi bwana wake If I am a father kama mimi ni baba where is the honor due me iko wapi heshima ninayostahili i am a master kama mimi ni bwana where is the respect due me iko wapi heshima ninayostahili says the lord almighty asema bwana mwenye nguvu it is you o priest ni ninyi eh makuhani who show contempt for my name munaolidharau jina langu but you ask lakini mauliza how have we shown contempt unto your name tumelidharau jina lako kwa namna gani verse 7 msari wa 7 you place defiled food on my altar mnatoa sadaka chakula kilichotiwa unajizidu ya madhabahu yangu but you ask lakini ninyi mnauliza how have we defiled you tumekutia unajisi kwa namna gani by saying the lord's table is contemptible kwa kusema meza ya Bwana ni ya kudharauliwa. Verse 8. Mstari wa 8. When you bring 
blind animals to sacrifice. Is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Jaribuni kuvitoa kwa mtawala wenu. Would he be pleased with you? Je, angefurahiwa nanyi? Would he accept you? Je, atawakubali? Praise the Lord Almighty. Asema Bwana mwenye nguvu. Now implore God to be gracious to us. Basi muombeni Mungu awe wa neema kwetu. With such offerings from your hands, will he accept you? Je, kwa sadaka kama hizo kutoka mikononi mwenu, atawapokea? Praise the Lord. Asema Bwana. Verse 10, mstari wa 10. All that one of you would shut the temple doors. Laiti moja wenu ngalifunga milango ya hekalu so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. Ili msije mkawasha moto usiokuwa na faida juu ya madhabahu yangu. I am not pleased with you. Sina furaha nanyi. Let me explain this carefully. Wacha nieleze hii kwa umakinifu. This is the gravity. Huo uzito. The gravity of the exacting law. Uzito wa hiyo sheria ya kusisitiza. The law that defines sacrifice. Sheria inayoelezea dhabihu. The law that governs sacrifice. Sheria ambayo inaongoza dhabihu. And he says, na anasema, that law says hiyo sheria inasema that the animals you choose ya kwamba mnyama mnayomchagua must be without defect lazima awe bila dosari and you see now the consequence of it na unaona sasa matokeo yake when he says wakati anasema that if you offer crippled or diseased animals ya kwamba ikiwa mtatoa wanyama viwete ama wagonjwa the lord becomes abhorred bwana hawezi kuichukua and he says na anasema instead of lighting up those useless fires badala ya kuwasha hiyo moto isiyovaa before him mbele zake that somebody had rather go afadhali mtu aende take the temple door achukue lango la hekalu and slam it shut na kulifunga did you understand this jemnaelewa hii step by step hatua kwa hatua now sasa if that is the law that governs sacrifice then you begin to understand that the pronouncement in John chapter 1 verse 29 ya kwamba kutangazwa katika Yohana sura ya kwanza mstari wa 29 they are actually the calling of the messiah kwa hakika ni kuitwa kwa masihi they are saying wanasema that you are the lamb kwamba wewe ndiye mwana kondoo you are the lamb of sacrifice wewe ndiye mwana But if that is the scripture that pronounces his calling. Hiyo ndiyo andiko ambalo linatangaza mwito wake. Then in other words, that scripture says, hilo andiko linasema, you have measured up to the required law. Wewe umepima hadi sheria inayohitajika. You have measured to the requirement. Umepima hadi vipimo vinavyohitajika. You are fit to be the sacrifice. Hiyo inapaswa kuwa dhabihu. Let us move to the next one kiwango kinginecho The next place is now Mahala pengine ni sasa When he is sacrificed Wakati ambapo anatoa dhabihu Let us see what happens Wacha tuone kinachotendeka Today your ministries will change Leo hii huduma zenu zitabadilika Even your salvation must change tonight Hata wokovu wenu lazima ubadilike leo Why kwa nini? Because the Lord is going to use me to bring unto you. Kwa sababu Bwana anaenda kunitumia kuwaletea the gravity of that salvation. Uzito wa huo wokovu. And you are going to be shocked. Na mnaenda kushangazwa. Then why did I ever abuse it? Basi kwa nini basi nikaitukana? Can I get forward? Je, naweza kusonga? Let us see the processing of the sacrifice. Acha tuone kuendelezwa kwa hiyo dhabihu. Turn with me the book of Isaiah. Geuka pamoja nami kitabu cha Isaiah. There are so many scriptures na kuna maandiko mengi. But we are going step by step. Lakini tunaenda hatua kwa hatua. Step by step. Hatua kwa hatua. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 in Spanish. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. And he says, na anasema Who has believed our message? Ni nani aliamini ujumbe wetu? Or to whom 
has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Na mkono wa Bwana umefunuliwa kwa nani? Verse 2 Isaiah 53. Mstari wa pili Isaiah 53. He grew up before him like a tender shoot. Alikuwa mbele yake kama mche mwororo like a root out of dry ground kama mzizi katika inchi kavu and he says na anasema he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him hakuwa na uzuri wala utukufu wa kutuvutia kwake nothing in his appearance that we should desire him hakuwa na chochote katika kuonekana kwake cha kutufanya tumtamani he was despised and rejected by men alitharauliwa na kukataliwa na wanadamu a man of sorrows mtu wa uzuni and familiar with suffering achuwaye mateso like one from whom men hide their faces kama mtu ambaye watu uficha nyuzo zao he was despised alitharauliwa and we esteemed him not wala hawakumhesabu kuwa kitu surely he took up our infirmities hakika alichukua udhaifu wetu and he carried our sorrows na akajitwika uzuni zetu yet we considered him stricken by god hata hivyo tulifikiri amepigwa na mungu smitten by him amepigwa sana na yeye and afflicted na kuteswa verse 5 is also very good mstari wa 5 pia ni mzuri sana but he was pierced lakini alitobolewa for our transgression kwa ajili ya makosa yetu he was crushed alichupuliwa for our iniquities kwa maovu yetu the punishment that brought us peace adhabu iliyotuletea sisi amani was upon him ilikuwa juu yake and by his wounds na kwa majeraha yake we are healed sisi tumepona haleluya haleluya listen to this now sikiza hii sasa i'm coming back ninarudi i'm coming back to isaiah ninarudi katika kitabu cha isaiah but listen to this first lakini sikiza hii kwanza he's saying anasema that when you look at the processing of the sacrifice ya kwamba wakati unaona kule kuendelezwa kwa kutoa dhabihu haleluya haleluya catch this ishike hii you will not get this elsewhere hamutaipata hii mahala kwingineko kokote because this is not popular kwa sababu hii si ya kawaida he's saying this anasema hivi that when he measured up to the benchmark the requirements of the sacrifice ya kwamba alipopima hadi kile kinachohitajika katika dhabihu and then he was processed sacrifice alafu alikuwa anayeendeleza ile dhabihu then he says now kisha anasema sasa that the process of sacrificing him ya kwamba ile hatua ya kumtoa dhabihu he says anasema crushed him alichupuliwa if you read from the amplified ukisoma katika tafsiri ya amplified and you read also from king james na usome pia tafsiri ya king james he says anasema he was bruised alichipuliwa pierced and bruised alitopolewa na kuchipuliwa wounded akajeruhiwa cut already Aka he was cut already cut. afflicted tayari alikuwa ameteswa bruised amechipuliwa pierced already amechomwa and bruised na kuchipuliwa and crushed na kusiagwa and he says na anasema that nothing in him that we should desire admire ya kwamba kuna kitu ndani mwake tunapaswa kutamani but when you go to isaiah chapter 52 lakini unapoenda katika kitabu cha isaiah 52 verses 13 to 15 mstari wa 13 hadi 15 he becomes even more graphic sasa anafanyika hata asiyevutia zaidi again i said isaiah 52 tena nasema isaiah 52 that's why i said i'm coming back to isaiah ndio sababu nilisema nitarejelea isaiah isaiah 52:13 to 15 isaiah 52:13 hadi 15 look at what he says tazama kile ambacho anasema he says isaiah 52 anasema isaiah 52 and we are reading from 13 to 15 na tunasoma mstari wa 13 hadi 15 step by step hatua kwa hatua and then i'll bring you to the prophecy of the rider of the black horse alafu nitawaleta katika unabii wa mwendeshaji farasi mweusi i am reading now nina soma sasa he says anasema 
Isaiah 52, I'm reading 13:15. He says, See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured. Beyond that of any man. And his form. Mad beyond human likeness. Now. He went to define the law of sacrifice. That must be fulfilled, observed during sacrifice. And then John 1.29 he says, You are the Lamb. Which means he fulfilled that requirement. And the requirement was without defect. And now we have seen when he goes to the cross. That he is bruised. And pierced. And deformed. Isaiah 52 now says disfigured. Totally meaning destroyed. And he said he did not even look like a human being anymore. So that is really disfigured. Okay now. I want now to bring you to the reality of the day. Let us now turn to the book of Hebrews. Sasa hivi twende katika kitabu cha Hebrews. Chapter 6. Mlango wake wa 6. Verses 4 to 6. Mstari wa 4 hadi wa 6. Step by step pastors. Hatua kwa hatua wachungaji. You must catch this. Lazima mpate haya. Hebrews chapter 6. Wa Hebrews 6. Verses 4 to 6. Ni mstari wa 4 hadi wa 6. He says, anasema, Hebrews 6:46. Waebrania 6:4 6. hadi 6. He says it is impossible. Anasema haiwezekani. If I were you, ikiwa ningekuwa wewe, and I meet the word impossible. Na nikutane na hilo neno haiwezekani. I would underline it. Nigaipigilia kistari. He says it is impossible. Anasema haiwezekani for those who have once been enlightened kwa wale ambao tayari washatiwa nuru who have tasted the heavenly gift walioja karama ya mbinguni who have shared in the holy spirit wameokisha kushiriki katika roho mtakatifu who have tasted the goodness of the word of god wale ambao wameoja uzuri wa neno la mungu and the powers of the coming age na nguvu za wakati ujao if they fall away wakisha kuanguka to be brought back to repentance kurejeshwa katika toba because to their loss kwa kuwa katika kupotea kwao they are crucifying the son of god all over again wanamsulubisha mwana wa mungu mara tena and subjecting him na kumdulisha yeye to public disgrace kwa aibu ya adharani to public shame There is another scripture that reemphasizes this. In the book of 2 Peter. Katika kitabu cha Petro wa pili. 2 Peter chapter 2. Petro wa pili mlango wake wa pili. Verses 19 to 22. Mstari wa 19 hadi 22. 2 Peter. Ni Petro wa pili. Chapter 2. Mlango wa pili. 19 22. Step by step, right? Hatua kwa hatua, sivyo? He says from verse 19 2 Peter chapter 2. Anasema Petro wa pili mlango wa pili. They promised them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. Hili hao wenyewe wamenaswa katika ufisadi. For a man 
is a slave of whatever has mastered him kwa maana mtu ni mtumwa wa kitu chochote kilichomtawala if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our lord and savior jesus christ ikiwa wameukimbia upotovu wa dunia kwa kumjua bwana wetu na mwokozi yesu kristo and are again entangled in it and overcome they are worse off at the end than they were in the beginning kisha wakanaza tena na kushindwa hali yao mwisho ni mbaya zaidi kuliko ile ya kwanza it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them ingelikuwa afadhali kwao kama wasingalijua kamwe jua haki kuliko kuijua kisha wakayacha ile amri takatifu waliokabidhiwa of them the proverbs are true a dog returns to his vomit and a saw that is washed goes back to wallowing in mud inatukia kosa wasawa na ile midali ya kweli isemayo mbwa amearudia matapishi yake mwenyewe tena nyingine inasema nguruwe aliyeoshwa amerudia kugagaa matopeni the law of sacrifice ni sheria ya kutoa dhabihu i am reading the last one then i explain nina somo ya mwisho alafu nitaelezea the warning right And he says the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26 to 31. And he says this. If we deliberately keep on if I were you and I meet the word deliberately I underline. He says inasema If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth ikiwa tukielelea kutenda dhambi kimakusudi baada ya kuipokea ile ufahamu ya ukweli no sacrifice for sins is left hakuna dhabiu ya dhambi tena iliyobaki now if i were you ikiwa basi ningalikuwa wewe where he says no sacrifice for sins is left i underline the whole phrase the whole phrase Anaposema kukubaki tena dhabiu kwa ajili ya dhambi ningepigia kisari hiyo tamko hiyo sentence yote And he says verse 27 Anasema katika mstari wa 27 But only a fearful expectation of the judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God Lakini kinachobaki ni kungoja kwa hofu hukumu ya moto uwakao utakaoangamiza adui za Mungu Anyone who rejected the law of Moses yeyote aliyekataa sheria ya Mose died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses alikuwa basipo huruma kwa ushahidi wa watu wawili au watatu how much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of god under foot Je, mnadhani ni adhabu kali kiasi gani anastahili kupewa mtu aliyemkanyanga mwana wa Mungu chini ya nyayo zake? Who has treated as an holy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him and who has insulted the spirit of grace? Yeye aliyefanya ndamu ya gano iliyomtakaza kuwa kitu na jisi na kumtendea maovu roho wa neema. For we know him who said it is mine to avenge kwa kuwa tunamjua yeye aliyesema kulipiza kisazi ni juu yangu i will repay and again the lord will judge his people mimi nitalipiza na tena asema bwana atawahukumu watu wake it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living god ni jambo la kutisha kuanguka katika mikono ya Mungu aliye hai. Let me explain the three scriptures. Hebu nielezee hapo maandiko matatu. You have seen the law that governs sacrifice. Umeona sheria ambayo inatawala dhabihu that must be perfect. Ambayo ni lazima iwe kamilivu. And it says must be without defect. Na nasema lazima iwe pasipo na mawaa. Must be perfect. Lazima iwe kamilivu. And then he says here. Kisha hapa nasema. In Malachi 1 verse 6 to 
Katika malaki moja mstari wa sita hadi kumi That when you bring the crippled animals wakati utakapoleta wanyama ambao wamelemaa and disease sacrifice na dhabihu ambayo inagonjwa he says oh how i wish somebody can go and shut that door anasema laiti gani naomba mtu angeenda pale afunge hilo lango and now you see here na hapa sasa unaona the condition of the church being raised here hali la kanisa ikinuliwa hapa he is warning on the abuse of the grace yeye anawaonya kuhusu matukano ya neema look at this now When you look from this side. Utakapoangalia kutoka upande huu wa nyuma. And you see the abuse of the grace. Na uone matukano ya neema. On this side. Upande huu. The grace of God. Neema ya Mungu. That is abused. Ambayo inatukanwa. There is a reflection of it. Basi kuna onyosho kama ule wa kio pande ingine. It is equal to apostasy. Hiyo inalingana kamili na mwanguko kutoka kwa imani ya kweli. When you look at it carefully, the other side of it says it is actually called apostasy. Ukiangalia kwa uangalifu upande ile mwingine inasema hakika inaitwa kuanguka kutoka kwa imani alisi. Let me repeat this now. Wacha nirudie haya sasa. When you look at The abuse of the grace is talking about. Ukiangalia matukano ya neema ambaye anazungumzia ha. When you are abusing the grace. Wakati unatukana neema. He says it is a fall. Anasema ni mwanguko. A fall away from the truth. Mwanguko kutokana na ukweli. And this is what he is defining here. Na haya ndiyo anaelezea hapa. If you look at the first scripture Hebrews chapter 6 4 to 6. Ukiangalia katika dhiko la kwanza wa Ibrania mstari wa sita, nne hadi sita. Again Hebrews chapter 6:4 to 6. Tena wa Ibrania sita, nne hadi sita. What is defining there? Kile ambacho anaelezea pale. He says if we have received the knowledge of the truth, we are enlightened. Anasema kama tumepokea ufahamu wa ukweli, tumetiwa nuru. And we have received the heavenly gift. Na tumepokea kipawa cha mbinguni. And the Holy Spirit. Na Roho Mtakatifu. And we are aware of the powers of the coming age. Na tunatambua nguvu za nyakati zijazo. Like what we saw here. Kama yale tuliona hapa. We saw a little taste of the power of the coming age of the Messiah. Tuliona tukaja kidogo ya nguvu ya Masihi ambaye anakuja. The powers of the coming age of the Messiah. Nguvu za nyakati zijazo za Masihi. When disease wakati mangonjwa to hold a stronghold on the church zitakoma kuwa na ngome la kushikilia kanisa when disease wakati magonjwa will stop kidnapping hijacking subjugating the church zitakoma kushikanyara kuteka kanisa when the church will be delivered wakati kanisa litakombolewa look at this now zama ya sasa who are those he's talking about hey ni kina nani hawa anazungumzia It is the church. Nikanisa. That is the church he is describing there. Nikanisa ambayo anaelezea pale. And it's so unfortunate. Na ni yakustajabisha sana. Because he is describing the church that has even received the Holy Spirit. Kwa kuwa anaelezea kanisa ambalo hata limempokea Roho Mtakatifu. He says after receiving the gift of the Spirit. Anasema baada ya kupokea kipawa cha Roho Mtakatifu. The knowledge of the truth. Kuelewa kwa ukweli. Being enlightened by the word. nuru. And then we fall. Kisha tunaanguka. He says to you are lost. Anasema kwa kupotea kwenu. First of all he says no sacrifice for sin is left for you. Mwanzo kabisa anasema mnadhabia dhambi imesalia kwenu. Again listen to this now. Tena sikiza haya sasa. And I said, nilisema, if you meet no sacrifice for sin you underline it. Ukipata pale ambapo ameandikwa mnadhambia dhambi, unapigia kisari. And he says if we do that. Na nasema tukifanya hivyo. If we receive this novel truth. Tukipokea ukweli wa staha maalumu. This precious salvation. Huokovu ambao ni wa dhamani. And then fall. Kisha tuanguke. Away from this truth. Kutoka na ukweli. Because we abuse the grace. Kwa kuwa tunaitukana ile neema. He says. Anasema. Then no more sacrifice is available for you. Basi hamna tena dhambi ambayo itapatikana kwako. Why is he saying so? Bwana aseme hayo. He is driven by the law. Yeye ameongozwa na sheria. The law of sacrifice. Sheria ya dhabihu. Because the law of sacrifice kwa kwa sheria ya dhabihu is written by the Lord. Imeandikwa na Bwana. And the Lord must obey. Na lazima Bwana akaitii. Respect it. Ai 
lazima asiwe na mawazo without blemish asiwe na lawama without deformity asiye na kuharibika and now he went already na sasa alienda tayari and he offered he was offered na yeye akatolewa without blemish pasipo na lawama but the processing line lakini ile kistari cha hatua on the other side of the processing line upande ule mwingine waizo hatua za kuitengeza he came out blemish yeye alitoka pale pasipo na mawazo he came out bruised alitoka pale amechimuliwa that means he cannot go back to the cross hiyo inamaanisha aweze karudi tena msalabani that means hiyo inamaanisha jesus cannot go back yesu hawezi kurudi He will not go back to Calvary. Yeye hatarudi Calvary. Because he will not meet the requirement of the law. Kwa kuwa yeye sasa ataweza kutimiza mahitaji ya sheria. The law requires torati inahitaji that he be without defect. Ya kwamba yeye asiwe na lawama yoyote. But when he went to die for you, lakini wakati alienda kukufia wewe, he received deformity. Yeye alipokea kuharibiwa. He was disfigured. Yeye alitolewa umbo lake. He was mad. Yeye ali Sweden, Sweden, Slovakia, Slovakia, Texas, 